Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Support for LAist comes from Pasadena Water and Power. Every individual's actions matter in preserving resources. Join the ripple effect to build a more resilient water future. Learn more about water programs, workshops, and ways to save at pwpweb.com slash the ripple effect. It's Film Week on LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle. In 2018, a shocking event made headlines around the world. A young American missionary, John Chow, was killed by arrows while attempting to contact one of the world's most isolated indigenous people on the remote North Sentinel Island. National Geographic documentary films The Mission looks at the story behind those headlines. There are interviews with John Chow's friends, people who uh, were teachers of his, people who had a real sense of this years-in-the-making effort that he made to try and make contact with the Sentinelese people. Let's listen to this uh, excerpt of a diary written by John Chow, read by someone else, about his journey to the North Sentinel Island. During his attempt to contact the Sentinelese people, he penned two letters that the fishermen who transported him to the island handed over along with his diary. Here's a reading of what John Chow wrote. I plan on arriving on the shores of an island in which an unknown number of people live, who have unknown religious beliefs and speak an unknown tongue. Some have called this the most difficult and impossible place to reach on Earth. Lord, is this island Satan's last stronghold? Soli Deo Gloria, John Chow. The mission opens next Friday here in Southern California. Joining us, the directors, producers, longtime filmmaking partners, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, who also co-directed Boys State, which won the Grand Jury Prize at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. Amanda and Jesse, good to have you both with us today. Share with us what attracted you to this story of young John Chow. Well, we've worked on two projects about radical faith, and I think in John's story we saw a continuation of that conversation to understand John and the choices he made, how he came to lose his life on this faraway island, and I think uh, to understand um, how faith is such a powerful force in our society. One of the things that that is so fascinating is how many years, Amanda, that he put into preparing for taking his devout Christianity to this very remote island to share with him. What, what did he do to prepare for that mission? He prepared over a period of 10 years. So um, it started when he was all the, all the way back in high school, when he was very young. I think he went on his first missionary trip to Mexico, realized that this was something that he felt called to do on a more significant level, and then spent 10 years preparing um, himself by reading um, other stories of other missionaries who'd done 
similar work um, in very remote places. He made connections with people who also had done similar work, people who might support him to go out and do that work. Um, so it was a very methodical approach to preparing himself for this um, ultimate mission that he did. And he even he ended up working, was it Whiskey Town Lake? Uh, yeah. Where he, he worked um, in ranger-type kind of work there. And this was all part of that preparation? Indeed. He trained spiritually, but he also trained physically. He was an, an outdoorsman, an avid mountaineer. He left on Instagram an incredible trail of the summits that he conquered, and he loved outdoor life. He did work um, in Whiskey Town National Park in California as an outdoor medic and loved the work. Um, this was not somebody with a death, death wish. Uh, he was cast that way in these news reports that came out in the wake of his death. But in fact, he, he really loved life. And I think that's one of the paradoxes of John's story is um, it wasn't a reckless act, as Amanda talked about. It was very uh, premeditated in some ways. And and he did. He trained physically, um, as, I, as I mentioned, as well as spiritually to reach the Sentinelese and to hopefully convert them. Share with us a bit about how his friends and the family members, I know the family didn't um, want to be on camera for this, though uh, his father provided you with some written statements, which are read in the film. But um, what were the range of things that his friends said about his commitment and their either support for or skepticism about what he was undertaking? Well, one of the, um, I think, most powerful pieces of material we have in this film is this, these letters that his father wrote, um, trying to process both his grief at losing his son, but also in losing way earlier his son to sort of the theological difference that he had um, with John's um, becoming more and more radical in and his faith. And his father's faith. a devout Christian, Correct. we should mention, yes. but, but not in the same way that his son John was. Sure. I mean, the family um, raised—they they, they are Christian, they are evangelical, they raised John very devout. Um, but this kind of missionary work is a next step that uh, his own father did not agree with, and they had a lot of discussion about that. And part of these letters is that um, processing that. Um, pain. And that's something that as a parent, where we have children and we recognized was something that was um, something we could relate to. Um, even though we're secular people, it was something that was so universal. Um, so his father really is the most uh, clear example of being critical of where he feels like John and he differed in what missionary work is good um, and what missionary work crosses the line. We also have included in the film uh, one of the voices, Dan Everett, professor of linguistics, himself a former missionary, and he talked about how his Christian faith was tested while working with the Amazonian uh, Piraha tribe. Every missionary I know has had their perspective altered as they've stayed for a long period of time. And I worked with the Pitaha for 30 years. At some point, I got to leave. I was struggling with my faith and not finding results that I wanted. There are some ways in which getting killed within the first second is a lot easier than slogging through 30 years and still having nothing to show for it at the end when all that faith you had didn't produce the results you thought.
That's Dan Everett featured in the documentary, The Mission, which opens next Friday in Southern California. We're talking with the filmmakers who made The Mission, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, telling the story of John Chow, young American missionary, killed by arrows as he was attempting to contact the Sentinelese people on North Sentinel Island, uh, part of an island chain off the coast of India, one of the most remote places in the world. I was struck by the fact that John seemed surprised with the hostility that he was greeted with on his first approach to the island, in which uh, his his diary was it was actually shot by an arrow, and uh, he writes about it. And can either of you explain why he seemed so surprised that he was met with hostility? Because it sounded like, as part of the prep, he expected to be met with hostility. Well, John did do his homework. Uh, in the course of reporting the story, we found a 26-page master plan that John wrote in which he laid out very um, methodically how he was going to contact and convert the Sentinelese. But he also had, I think, he thought, faith on his side. There was some perhaps naivete, um, and he did do some historical work in understanding or trying to understand the Sentinelese, this tribe that is almost totally a mystery to us. Part of the uh, search in the film was to understand all of what we could find about this tribe. And I think that John ultimately hoped that um, his faith would, would open a door and that they would accept him. And I think what the film uncovers, though, is that they have a very traumatic history of colonial conquest, and I think they brought their own history to this context. Yeah, you lay, do a very good job in the film of laying out why the Sentinelese would not want someone, even a very friendly person, to be contacting them because of what could follow. We'll continue on Film Week. We're talking with filmmakers Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss. They are the co-directors of the film The Mission. We'll be back with more on Film Week in just one minute. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center presenting American Mariachi by Jose Cruz Gonzalez. It's the 1970s and women can't be mariachis, or can they? American Mariachi is a feel-good comedy about familia, amor, and tradición that will send your heart soaring and put a bounce in your step with a wave of vibrant, infectious live music. On stage through June 9th, tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support for L.A.S. comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies, held on select Fridays in May. Each film touches upon Spanish artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro and The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie by Luis Buñuel. Screenings are at 4.30 p.m. on four consecutive Fridays starting May 10th. More information at nortonsimon.org. It's Film Week on L.A. at 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle, joined by the directors of the documentary The Mission, Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss. Their film opens next Friday here in Southern California. It's a National Geographic documentary film, and it tells in depth the story behind American missionary John Chow, 
who was killed by arrows while attempting to make contact with a very isolated indigenous community on North Sentinel Island, uh, a group that has been written about somewhat um, but is not as well known as uh, some of the other indigenous groups in physically, geographically remote areas of the world. Amanda and and Jesse, let's uh, talk a bit about the fervor that John had, because much of this is about how his faith really um, transformed into a kind of grandiosity. Uh, and I, 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 don't, I don't mean that to be judgmental, but I think it's hard not to observe that there was something very, very grand about this. It wasn't he was going into inner cities to preach and, and to help people. He wasn't he was going to one of the many other places where there are a few Christians where he could have shared the gospel with the people that lived there. He was going to do something to make his mark on the world. Um, and so it kind of raises the question how much of this was about serving his own emotional needs versus really serving his faith. And I'm curious your your thoughts about that. I think it's one of the central questions of, of the film and certainly one that came up for me when I when we read about the story when it became global news. Um, there is this contact between John and this this remote island where my first instinct is no leave one, them alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and it was just curious to me how anybody would want to not protect that um, isolation. What could possibly go through their mind? What could possibly motivate them? Um, so the story started with, with trying to understand that, and then you pull the thread a little and contextualize everybody in their history and um, what made them who they are and the context of the island, too. But... Um, I'm still, I think it's still something I I think about, even after I've watched this film many times. Um, and the right and wrongness of it is I come, again, from a secular background, so my right and wrong is very different. But his was so motivated by this love, right, that he's trying to gift people. He is so in the center of that narrative, he's not thinking about the other perspective. And I think part of what's interesting about our movie or our project was these all, these other voices who we have in the film are um, reflective of their own similar journeys, whether it's to North Sentinel or a similar place. They've had time to reflect on their action now as much older people, and they have a, a changed um, position on their action mm-hmm. from when they were much as, younger. Yes, they had their own experience that informed it. You also, you highlight a, a group that helped to train him for this project. And um, I was struck by the fact that, you know, there weren't people just flat out told him this was a bad idea. You know, spreading the gospel is part of evangelical faith. Um you know, preaching with others, even if they don't necessarily want to hear it, is part of evangelical Christianity. But something as um, as involved as this, as risky as this, and with the history that these these uh, residents of this island have had, why is it do you think that 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 group, particularly that helps train people for this, didn't really discourage him from the trip? Well, they, this is All Nations, the mission-sending organization that John turned to to support him, and, and what, uh, no one ha- had stepped up to, to offer him support. He had a small community of private ind- individuals who I think 
provided some financial support to him. But all nations who talk to us in the film say that they ask themselves, does this kid have a messiah complex? And after looking at John and understanding him a bit better, they decided he, he didn't. Uh, but I think that, that that's a fair question. And I think it's also worth asking, though, or in pointing out that we came to see John as embodying two faiths, his, his radical evangelical faith, but also the faith of adventure and exploration uh, in which National Geographic, our patron and supporter, is a, sort of a primary kind of um, evangelist of in their own way. And John loved secular stories like Tintin and Robinson Crusoe and stories that many of us consumed as young people that inspired us in some cases. And I think that part of what the film does, hopefully, is, is ask audiences not of a faith background, to reflect on the stories that we take in, what are the meaning behind those stories, and how do they condition our expectations about how a faraway tribe might receive us or not receive us. And uh, and, and I'm glad that National Geographic really encouraged us to look at their own history. In I fact, was surprised that that was a significant part of the film, uh, including showing covers of the magazine and articles and things for those of us that grew up with Nat Geo. It uh, was interesting to see that critique in the film. Well, that's a conversation we're engaged in uh, as, a, as a culture, as a country now in, in very significant ways, our relationship to indigenous communities. And I think this is a, a, a story about a faraway place, 9,000 miles away, uh, the island of North Sentinel. But it really does reflect back, I think, on all of us in, in different ways. And I hope uh, it, it's in, in that way a story about stories as well as a story about John Chow. We should mention it was illegal to go there, right? Does, was it the Indian government that enforces uh, essentially a barrier from the islands? It still is illegal to go. That The Indian government is um, uh, responsible for protecting the island, and they f forbid people from going. John knew he was breaking the law. John was something of a secret agent, though, and, and liked to not be totally transparent about his motives. Um, there was a secrecy to his mission, um, and, and for that reason that he could have end up, ended up in prison if he didn't end up, unfortunately, um, uh, dying as he did on the island. We're talking with the filmmakers behind the new documentary, The Mission. It opens next week here in Southern California. National Geographic Documentary Films, producer of Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss's uh, movie. Uh, they won the Grand Jury Prize for their film, Boy State, uh, at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival. Also, The Overnighters, which uh, was shortlisted for the Academy Award for Feature Documentary as well. We're talking with him about the story of John Chow, a young man who in his first big act as a missionary decided he was going to go to this very remote island Jesse was talking about and was met with hostility. In fact, an arrow that went through his diary on the first approach and even after that decided to approach again uh, in the boat uh, that he paid fishermen to take him uh, close to the island in and he didn't survive that second uh, attempt at uh, the island. What, what do we know specifically about his death? Do we have much in the way of details? There's not a lot um, of information about it other than what came from the fishermen who um, had helped him get close to the island, and then he got in a kayak and got to the island and was killed there. And so what the fishermen could see from where they were off um, shore. Um, so it's still unclear, and nobody was recovered. So 
But the diary, John's diary, which is powerful and emotional and anguished, yeah. and the closest we get to, to knowing and understanding John did survive. The fishermen kept it, kept it safe, gave it to his Thank family. Goodness. And his family released it. They think they wanted the world to know this is who John was, this is how he felt. Um, as, as raw and painful as that diary is, and, and helping us picture what actually happened, uh, and he describes the arrow going into his Bible, actually. Oh, Bible, actually, yeah. not the diary. Um, okay. There were still parts of John that eluded our understanding, which is why we turn to people like Dan Everett, who we heard from, alter egos, we call them, people who kind of brought perspective or facets to John, um, who uh, not just uh, uh, Christians like Dan Everett, but, but also anthropologists mm-hmm. and historians, people who felt the same draw that he felt to, to try to understand uh, this tribe, these remote tribes. Uh, fascinating conversations that are profiled and, and uh, reconstruction of this whole mission that was undertaken by John Chow. The mission is the title of the documentary. My thanks to Amanda McBain and Jesse Moss, the directors of the documentary. It opens next Friday here in Southern California. From all of us at Film Week, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining us. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.